Welcome to Preston Minster. Find your home, find your purpose, transform your city. Let's jump into this week's talk. It's great to be with you this morning as always. And yeah, I'm so excited to be continuing the uh, Stories Jesus Told series or the SJT series as I've just rebranded it. I think that's a much better name, isn't it? Snappy SJT series that we've been journeying through over the last few weeks. We've got more to go. Uh, And it's been great. And today we're looking at a a story we'll jump into in just a moment. But in the story, uh, somebody interrupts Jesus, which is a pretty rude thing to do. He's speaking, he's teaching, he's talking, there's a crowd of people and somebody interjects and they, and they kind of interrupt Jesus. But below the surface, there's a deeper meaning, there's a deeper question. And I don't know if you ever do that. Do you ever sometimes kind of say something, but what you're trying to do is articulate something else? Let me give you an example. Um, I might say to Hannah, oh, I could really do with a cup of tea. Could really do with a cup of tea. If you I could do one right now, actually cup of tea right now but what I'm trying to say is please would you make me a cup of tea do you know what I mean do you do that does does maybe your your spouse sometimes say, oh those bins really need taking out <laughs> what they're really saying is would you take those bins out please we, and if you've got kids you know what this is like they do this all the time happens all the time because like I'm hungry and it's like oh okay you're hungry okay they're like I'm hungry I'm like okay you're hungry. I'm really hungry. It's like, okay, you're hungry. What you're really trying to say is, please, would you get me some food? It would be much easier to have said that. Perhaps just, just turn to a neighbor, the person you came with, or somebody that you know, somebody around, or maybe a stranger, and just, 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 just kind of confess, confession time. When do you do this? When do you say, when do you say this? When you kind of articulate something, but you really mean something deeper. Just go for it, just for 30 seconds. Okay, okay, good, that'll do. Um, if, you hogged, if you hogged the whole time, I was gonna say shame on you, but I wouldn't say that, but make sure you're, the other person gets to share you know, at the end of the service, like what, what, they, what they do. Um, but yeah, I am excited about the passage uh, today. It is great, and um, I, want to, I, want to, I want to kind of delve into it. I think the question answers... The question that we're going to look at today is about what's a good investment? What is a good investment? Okay? So I think the passage answers that question. What is a good investment? I want you, want you to imagine Jesus in this passage like an investment manager. Okay? And you've headed to the RBH. Not the RBS. The RBH. The Royal Bank of Heaven. Okay? Came up with that myself. Royal Bank of Heaven, you're there. Jesus is your investment manager, okay? And you want to ask Jesus how to make a good investment. Now, the currency of the RBH isn't money. The currency of the RBH, your Royal Bank of Heaven, is trust, okay? So you're asking Jesus today, where can I bank my trust? Where can I put my trust? 
And that's the passage that we're going to delve into. It's going to answer that question for us. Where can we put our trust currency? Where can we bank our trust? Okay, so let's delve into the passage. Uh, It should come up on uh, the screens. Will it come up on the screens? Maybe it won't come up on the screens. It's from Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. So let me start reading from verse 13. And this is where Jesus gets interrupted, okay? Someone's gonna interrupt Jesus. Someone in the crowd, doesn't name him, but interrupts Jesus and says to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me or a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, this is the crowd gathered, he says to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. So I love that parable. A parable is always a story with a deeper meaning, okay? So Jesus uses that story to teach us something much, much deeper about greed, about our possessions, about actually how to put, like how to make a good investment in life. And the context, just to give you the background in this passage, I want you to imagine Jesus surrounded by a huge crowd. And it's quite a hostile crowd as well. They've been accusing Jesus. They've been pressurizing him. They've been trying to trip him up and so on. It's quite a hostile crowd. And then he's interrupted in verse 13, isn't it? It's all like this man shouts out, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance between us. Which I think is quite rude. And Jesus uses the interjection to expose this man's heart, to get to what he's really asking about, to expose his greed. And what we see in this passage, the first thing we see is, point number one, our longings show where our leanings are. Where we're longing for stuff, it often actually really articulates what we really want. Our longings show where you're leaning. This man, he calls Jesus a teacher, which is a term of respect. He says, Rabbi. 
Ask my brother to divide the inheritance between me. Now, rabbis did give rulings on matters of law. That was a normal thing. It wasn't unusual for a a teacher in Jesus' day to give a ruling on a matter of, of law or property dispute or something like that. This man who's asking the question is probably the younger brother because usually the older brother would have inherited the whole thing. And uh, it's not even a question, is it? It's just a statement. It's like, Jesus, tell my brother to divide the inheritance between us. He doesn't say, Jesus, should my brother divide the inheritance or could my brother or in certain circumstances, would it be right for my brother to divide the inheritance between us? He doesn't do that. He makes a statement, he interjects, telling Jesus what to do. Tell my brother. And it's interesting, Jesus replies to him as a stranger. Usually when a Jewish man is speaking to another man, he would address him as a brother. He would say brother, but he doesn't. He addresses him as man. He says, man, who made me a judge or an arbiter between you? And Jesus uses this question, well, this interruption to expose his heart. You see, our longings show where we're leaning, where we're putting our trust. And I think one of the key things we can do when we want to think about our own, when you want to think about where you're leaning, like where is your trust currency? When you want to answer that question, ask yourself what you do when pressure comes when the hard times come what do you do do you get angry do you try and distract yourself do you withdraw and become a bit of a a hedgehog you see when we're put under pressure as well it exposes our hearts this man of course must have been under such pressure really internal turmoil that his brother was taking maybe the whole inheritance that he wasn't getting his inheritance and that pressure just exposed the man's greed you know when you're under pressure it exposes sometimes where your trust really lies where your trust currency really is at and this guy wanted the uh, inheritance and of course land is important for uh, for all people, but you know about the, um, the turmoil in, in Israel with like Israel and Palestine and the importance of law in that Jewish context. It was the, the same back then as it is today. And land, of course, um, itself, land is connected to like wealth and power and status and that kind of stuff. Uh, so Jesus uses this story to talk about that kind of division of, of land. And you know what? Times change, but People's hearts don't change. And we still seek security in our possessions. We still find status, perhaps on the road that we live in, or the the village that we live in, or the car that we drive, or the stuff that we have. We feel superior, if we're honest, to other people based on what we have, perhaps, and what they don't have. And we long to be perhaps higher up the ladder of status and so on. Times change, but people's hearts don't. People are still interested in those things and it makes them feel secure or safe or better or have that status or that power. And Jesus, not only in this passage, this passage is here because Jesus doesn't just expose this this man in the crowd 
Jesus speaks to our hearts, to your hearts today. Jesus speaks to my heart of greed, which searches for security or trust or status or power in stuff or position and so on. Jesus says to you today and to me, verse 15, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Jesus sees your heart today. And we have the same heart as this man. Times change, people don't. You can probably recognize yourself in this passage as we read it. We, of course, are very good at clothing our greed and our motives. We're very good at putting up a front and putting forward our best selves. But all of us have that same heart of greed that needs to be dealt with. And that comes from a place of not trusting in God. Now, don't get me wrong. What I'm not saying here is that it's wrong to save money or to have a nice house or to have a car. It's, those things are not wrong. The problem is when we build our security on them. When we put our trust, not in God, but in ourselves. You see, our longings and what we want show where we're leaning, show where we've got our trust investment. And second thing we see in this passage is that there is a battle for your trust. There's a battle for your trust. Do you trust in God or do you trust in yourself? Because I think they really are the only two options that are available to us. Either your trust currency is with God or it's with yourself. There's only two options. And as the story goes on, you, you know the story. We've just read the story uh, about this rich farmer in verse 16. He has this bumper crop, like amazing year, everything grows, and he stores it all up in his barn, so much so that he doesn't have enough space. It's sometimes really interesting to look at the detail in the passage as well and just notice a few things rather than just skimming over it. Notice that he doesn't build extra barns. Why is that? Well, that's because if he was to build additional barns, that would take up more, like, area wouldn't it he would have less space to plant crops it's interesting that he doesn't do that he knocks down his existing barn to build a bigger one so he can have more carrots or potatoes or whatever else they used to grow in ancient Israel um, he wants to maximize the space now we might think to ourselves well that's just it's just good business sense isn't it he's maximizing his profits He's wanting to, you know, maximize his crops and store stuff up, you know, and things like that makes good business sense. But it's interesting to know the backdrop, the context. The knock-on effect of withholding a year's produce would be massive for the people that were gathered around. It'd be disastrous, in fact. It's not like today. If a, if a farm around here just decided to close, we'd be fine. Our food comes from all over the world, like it's shipped in from all over the country, all over the world. But actually, put yourself in this context. The people who lived around this like village or this area would have been dependent upon this farmer's generosity. 
upon him being willing to sell his produce rather than retain it for himself. You see, Jesus' hearers in that crowd would have heard, as they heard this story, the repulsive greed of this man. It would have been blatant and obvious for them to see. And it's not just greed, it's self-preserving greed as well. It's trust, putting your trust in yourself. And putting your trust in yourself looks like, looks like me looking to me for my happiness. Trusting in yourself looks like I need to work harder so that I can make life better for me. Trusting yourself looks like being me focused rather than you focused or, or they focused. Just notice in this passage how many times the rich farmer uses the words I and my, things that re like reflect, basically come back to him. Just reading through it really quickly, just notice this. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. All of his thinking is I-focused, not them-focused or you-focused. And Jesus is addressing this in our hearts today. And then what does God say? God says, you fool. Two words that you never want to hear come from the mouth of God directed towards you. You fool. Verse 20, this very night, your life will be demanded of you and who will get what you have prepared for yourself? You fool. You see, your life and my life is held by a fine, very fine string of sovereign grace. And we have no idea when that gift of life will be taken away from us. It could even be tonight. And the question that's presented to us as we read this passage is, if it was tonight, that our breath ceased to be. How would we stand before God? How would we fare before the, the maker of heaven and earth, the maker of us? And the harsh truth is that we're all in the shoes of this farmer. We think about ourselves before we think of others. We preserve ourselves before we look to help others. We trust in ourselves before we trust in God. We prioritize ourselves. So we have a problem. If we're brutally honest, God says to each one of us, you fool. But there is, of course, hope. It's not a desperate situation or as desperate as it, as it sounds because there was one who lived not trusting in himself, but trusting in God. The one who's telling this story, Jesus, walked this earth not seeking his own benefit, his own needs, trusted in himself. No, he trusted in God. 
He put his hope in God. And the good news for you today and the good news for me today is that if we put our trust in him, in who he is and what he's done for us, if we put our trust in him today, if we turn from self-promotion, self-preservation, self-trust, a swap takes place. We receive Jesus's right relationship with God. We receive Jesus's goodness. Jesus's trust currency becomes our trust currency. And he takes upon himself on the cross all of our greed, all of our pride, all of our self-reliance, all of our sin is given to Jesus and we receive his right relationship with God. And then finally, what happens next, the, the third part of the, uh, of the story, the third thing that I think we see from this passage is that we're encouraged finally to invest in God. Now, what does that look like? Well, as I've said, trust is like a currency and it's in a bank somewhere. It's either in your own bank or it's in God's bank. What you trust in is a currency and it's in a bank somewhere, your own or God's. And you can turn today, you can turn from trusting in yourself and self-preserving and self-seeking and prioritizing yourself above all else and ultimately trusting in yourself, being the king or queen of your own life. You can turn from that. And it's good news. If you trust in yourself, God says, you fool. But if we put our trust in Jesus, God says, welcome home. Jesus says, trust in me because I am your safety. Jesus says, trust in me because I've got a purpose for your life. Jesus says, trust in me because I've got blessings for you. Jesus says, trust in me because I am relationship and love and I've got good plans for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. If, I, if God says, if I'm for you, who can be against you? And we can turn today from serving ourselves, putting our trust in ourselves, and we can put our trust in God. So I wanna, just as we come into land, ask you this morning, or at 12 o'clock on the stroke of midday, where it's neither morning nor afternoon, now it's afternoon, 12.01, thank you. I wanna ask you this afternoon, where is your trust? In which bank is your trust. If, you're, if you wouldn't consider yourself a believer in Jesus this morning, um, I suppose being brutally honest, your trust is in yourself. But if you, even if you've been walking with the Lord for many years, you know what it's like. There's such a temptation to cash out of the RBH, the Royal Bank of Heaven, and get that cash back into your, into your own bank account, trusting in yourself. You know there's a battle going on. We're all in this together. There is a battle for our trust, and our hearts tell us trust in yourself, and the world tells us trust in yourself, and the enemy tells us trust in yourself. There's a battle for your trust. Where will you invest? Where will you put your trust today? I'd love to pray for us. Shall we stand together and we can, uh, we can respond? Let's, let's respond. You know, the scriptures tell us that the, uh, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Like God is always kind. God is always loving. 
God is always wanting the best for you. So it's in his kindness that he leads us to himself. So that means you're in a, in a good place today, a safe place, because you can come before God and you can, you can cash out of your own bank and you can put your trust in Jesus' bank. for listening. Follow us on social media. See you next week.